going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are you? How the heck are you? How's your week so far? Happy Thursday. Today is, what, the 16th, December 16th? On today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. And normally on Thursdays, we like to, a uh, little story time. A little story time Thursdays about the industry, my stories, other professionals. But on today's show, we're going to do a bull preview. Right, it's bowl season, a lot of football coming up here, especially college football. So on today's show, what we'll do is take a look at every bowl game from now to next Monday. So I think this should have us covered through the 20th. And I'll do some more shows. I mean, I'll come out with a show either on the 20th or before that, covering bowl games from the 21st on. Pretty much the point, what we want to do here on the show is be able to provide a pick or a a strong lean for every single game. Now, this goes against our general rule of bet less and bet less money, right? That's my general rule for people getting going out there, for people new in the industry. Bet fewer games, bet less money. It's just better that way. So the idea that I'm going to give a lean or a pick for every single game kind of goes against that. But the reason we're doing this is I just want everyone listening to have information. And if you do want to put money on it, whether it's five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever, I know that bowl games bring the masses like no other. So most people listening want to have a couple dollars on any given game. And if you're not going to watch, you know, whatever the bowl game between Tulane and I don't even remember who they play. But the idea is If you're not going to watch that game, I doubt you're going to spend time listening to this or other podcasts breaking it down, right? The people listening to this show or this preview are the ones who want to see where we lean for any given game. So with that, we'll give a forced pick for every game in this bowl season. Now, what I'm going to do is replay a portion of another podcast that's part of this podcast network. Uh, If you want to check out uh, other shows that are part of this network, just go to woozmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E, media.com. Or you can just type in woozmedia to wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, the shows will pop up. The podcast I'm going to play a portion from is called College Football Tailgate. It's a great national college football show, and uh, I'm on it. And so I go through every game, give my pick for uh, every bowl game. Again, now to next Monday, the 20th. uh, And so does my co-host. So you get to hear a different point of view. He's not a professional better, but he's really good. He knows a lot about college. And so I figured we would do that right now. So we'll replay a portion of college football tailgate. Uh, First things first, special thanks to Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Vig Free Betting is Better Edge, and it exists right now. That's their main thing. That's kind of why most people sign up is because they can start betting without a VIG. And look, it doesn't matter how bad a better you are, you get rid of the VIG, now you're betting risk-free, okay? But on top of that, it's so much fun because it's a social media platform, which is actually a place where you can legally make bets. So if you live in California or another state where you can't legally bet yet, use Better Edge and you can uh, bet on a social media platform, all legal and all VIG free. Online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up for a free $10. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Play back a portion of College Football Tailgate picks for every single bowl game from now until Monday the 20th. Enjoy. Should we start, or do you want to start with one earlier than the? No, let, let's World go Bowl. in order for the audience, so they can like listen in order of the. All right, then of you the give games. me the order, then, because I don't know which ones we're missing. Right, so the first one on the seventeenth is the Bahamas Bowl. Bahamas Bowl. Yes. Now, where is that played, mm, Tyler? That is played in Mexico. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> North Dakota, uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, so uh, Bahamas Bowl. 
This is 12 p.m. Eastern on December 17th, mm. Middle Tennessee and Toledo. Middle You're, Tennessee State. Are they the, the Blue Lightning? Middle Tennessee Remember when we State, had this? the Blue Raiders. Yeah, the Blue Raiders versus who? Toledo, the Rockets. Okay. So Give me do, your you, do you have anything on this? No, I've got okay. nothing. Hit me with so it. So Toledo. So here, so this is a uh, MAC versus Conference USA matchup. And the, the Bahamas Bowl is always <laughs> a MAC Conference USA. Uh, there have been six Bahamas Bowls so far. Five of the six, the favorite has won. And the favorite is typically coming from the MAC, like this year. So Toledo. Look, Toledo has had a, a good season this a good season so far. Their offense has been really up and down, but when they're playing well, they're playing very well. Minus ten is what I have, and these this is updated. What's as of the this spread? A Toledo minus ten. Toledo minus ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Toledo from the MAC, better conference, okay. going to the Bahamas. This is a good spot for them, and I think this is actually big. I don't see Toledo being let down by Goodyear. In the Bahamas, you know, kind of like on vacation. I think that vacation is going to be part of what they're doing, but there's enough time for them to get ready. And as I said, five of the six times that the Bahamas Bowl has been played, the favorite has a chance to settle down, get used to Hawaii, get you or get excuse me, get used to the Bahamas, get used to the surroundings, get ready to play. So I like Toledo. They match up really well. I think they're focused. I think they score a lot of points. And I don't think Mid Tennessee State can keep up. I think that they get overwhelmed this game. Offensive, defensive line, they're not going to keep up. So I like Toledo, minus 10. And coming up, I'm going to like a lot of favorites, to be honest, because bowl games, and and we should put this out there, bowl games are very volatile. Okay, so what that means is the spread doesn't often matter. When you get a huge favorite, the huge favorite sometimes shows up and, and, and wins by the expected amount, if not more. So teams get drowned, teams give up. A lot of players don't play the second half of these games. So I like Toledo this game. I think they're just going to overwhelm Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I like Toledo minus 10 in the Bahamas Bowl. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with Toledo too, and it's strictly because Toledo's mascot, Rocky the Rocket, easily one of the coolest mascots (laughs) in college football. Like No one ever talks about him. He's a spaceman, and he's like he's... Uh, I think on the helmet, he has like rocket boosters on his back. And in the old NCAA video game, when you could play the mascot games, he was super fun to play with because he would do like so little going rocket tricks. So I'm going Toledo. Let's go Rockets. Rocky the Rocket. Okay. To the I'm moon, baby. Too. Uh, Ryan, who you on? Yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going Toledo as well. All right. Next game. Uh, this is the uh, Cure Bowl. And by the way, we may timestamp this. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're just going to go every single bowl game. Okay, so buckle up. Like, this is for college football fans. Buckle up, buckle baby. up. Every we're going game to the moon. we're going to go through. We, we may not do some deep analysis. I didn't have a lot for that game, but we're going to go every single game. I so love it. everyone can at least listen to something before the the game starts and get our picks. Yes. All right, the Cure Bowl. This is on the seventeenth as well at six p.m. Eastern on ESPN two. Now, what time is that Pacific, Tyler? <laughs> Northern <laughs> Illinois and Coastal Carolina. Coastal ten and a half point favorites. Wait, this is the Cure Bowl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Uh, do you want to take? Do you want to uh, take? No, that's these the Camping want- World Bowl, isn't it? Dude, it says Cure on this website. Oh, okay, I don't know. my bad. The- All right, well, whatever. Yeah, Coastal Carolina minus ten versus Northern Illinois, right? Uh, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll go after you. All right, so um, are you sure? Yeah. Do you want me to start? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll start the next one. Okay. This is the classic conundrum of strength of schedule 
versus power rankings because Coastal Carolina, obviously, great team. They oh, yeah. started the season very well. I mean, the, the first Chance. half year, they were great. Chance. And my power ratings, I have Coastal about 11 points better than Northern Illinois. Okay. But out of 130 teams, Coastal Carolina, guess what their strength of schedule is out of 130? Mm, it's got to be like 105th. It's 130. That's not it's good. It's wow. dead fucking last. That's not good. Coastal has had the easiest schedule this year so far. Northern Illinois on that same scale, 90th, okay? Not world beaters, but that's 40 spots higher. That's not bad at all, okay? While Northern Illinois has played much bigger, better offensive lines and Northern Illinois, or defensive lines and offensive lines, both just teams, and Northern Illinois, part of their stamp this year is they've controlled the line of scrimmage. A couple years ago, Northern Illinois, who's been a really good team in, 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 in their conference, kind of faded, right? New coach, turning the system over, and they suddenly can run the football like no other. They were a great rushing team this year. By the way, 3,000 rushing yards as a team, 33 rushing touchdowns. They had barely over 2,500 passing yards, so they want to establish the rushing game, and they've done so against very good defenses. And Coastal has really struggled when they've played teams with this style. The couple teams who have wanted to force the run and have had good offensive lines, Buffalo earlier in the year. Okay, Coastal won 28-25, but they gave up 262 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. Their loss, talking about Coastal to App State, well, what did App State do? They rushed 41 times for 230 yards on the ground. And their loss to Georgia State, well, Georgia State ran it 42 times. So, Coastal struggles with teams who want to do this, run the football, play power football, and Northern Illinois has five players. Ryan and I can appreciate this, right? Producer Smitty. We cheer for the Colorado Buffaloes, who've averaged like 180 offense per game. Like The offense has been terrible. Northern Illinois has five players with at least 400 rushing yards this season. And they do have a 1,000-yard rusher in Jay Tucker. Wow. This is a team who's going to control the clock, force Coastal into situations they're not used to playing in. I like Northern Illinois, plus 10.5. And, a half, and uh, we're going with the dog here. We're going with the dogs, right? The Northern the Illinois. Huskies. The Huskies. The Huskies. And we're taking the dogs in the game. Now, plus 10.5. Interesting. Uh, you make a lot of good points. What worries me about picking Northern Illinois here is that you mentioned it. Their offense is really good. They like to run the ball. Their defense is horrible. Their defense ranks 107th out of 130 teams in the country. But to me, that doesn't matter because two reasons. One, 10 co- points. Coastal. Ten well, well, first of all, yes, they're getting 10 and a half. But Coastal this year has shown an inability to really stop the run in, in key situations. So I think Illinois controls the clock and runs this thing and doesn't let Coastal get into their whole groove of up-tempo mm. running plays. Coastal Carolina is like a top 25 team in, in, in plays run this year. Yeah. So I think they're out of their comfort zone. That's why I think that this is sort of a game a game plan clash. See, but I feel like it, it could work that... I, that The exact same game plan could work for Coastal yeah, Carolina exactly here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because especially Northern Illinois, yeah, look, they run the ball a lot. They're averaging five yard, 5.1 yards on the ground on offense. Their defense is giving up 5.7 yards, and that's on actually fewer carries. So it's not good. They're giving up a lot of 215 yards on the ground and only 37 carries. That's not very good. Um, and I think that if you look at a team like Coastal Carolina, if they, if they, if they see that and say, look, 
actually, we can run the ball on this team and dominate the clock. I could see it go the other way. Now, it does concern me a little bit that that Coastal Carolina's defense has struggled against teams that want to run the ball, and we know from what you said, Northern Illinois wants to do that, but I just don't know that Northern Illinois is going to be able to slow down the combination of Grayson McCall at quarterback and Shamari Jones okay. at, at running back. You know, I think the Chanticleers are a little bit more physical of a team. And as weird as it is to say, I think that being, you know, look, we've talked about this for years now, and it's one of the main factors you want to take into account here for bowl games is motivation. Motivation matters in bowl games. There's always a team that doesn't want to be there. We need to repeat that a lot. This for is sure. maybe the key factor. To Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of times it's like a disappointing season for players and they get to a bowl game they're not interested in and it's versus an underdog team that wants to be there. And that's the main factor in the whole game is that one one group, you know, the, the bus for one team doesn't want to be there and the other team does. Now, it's interesting because Coastal Carolina, like, Blew up in popularity over the last couple of years, right? Smith, Smitty and I have both admitted we're, we've become fanboys. Yep. We're on the bandwagon. You have the mic cover. Exactly. The, the, I, I'm, I'm talking into a Chanticleer's colored mic color right now. He's actually yes. talking into a giant rooster. It, you, <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I actually think that Coastal Carolina is still in this like honeymoon phase from their recent success that... I'm not oh, worried you're about not going to pick Northern Illinois here, are you? No, no, no. Oh, I, I, I'm just saying I'm not worried about Coastal Carolina being like unmotivated because it's just the Camping World Bowl. I think 10 wins is still a really good thing for them, and they're all excited about that because it's not a traditional program. Uh, look, I just think that the Northern Illinois defense is really bad, and I trust a team in Coastal Carolina that, yeah, they've struggled this year, but last year they've proved, you know, Jamie Chadwell has proven I'm good in big games. Uh, this, by the way, uh, Thomas Hammock, the head coach for Northern Illinois. This is his first bowl game. He's never coached in a bowl game before. Okay. So that's concerning to me. The game's in Orlando. I'm Make taking it official. Oh, to Coastal Carolina, minus 10 and a half. Let's go. He's got Coastal. We got our first game with Smitty. the... Uh, hey, hey, let's let the audience know. What's our record right now? Uh, 17 and 10. Seven, I'm up 17-10. Will needs to make up seven games. We have more than enough games to do that. I'm we gonna need have a really so hot bowl many season. games coming up here. Smitty, what's your pick? Ryan, who do you like? Uh, yeah, I've actually been uh, getting into uh, some action lately uh, on, on Wednesdays, doing some parlays. So I've actually watched Northern Illinois quite a fair bit, and I like their team. Um, I don't know really what uh, uh, Coastal's got going this year. I haven't seen any of their games really, but uh, yeah, like I'm, a true I'm, fan. I'm going to go Huskies. Well, here's to me, and, and, and if How you're at you, home Smitty? leading up to this game <laughs> and you want to do your own homework, your own research, go back and watch some games, look some stats to me this and will let me know if you disagree if it comes down to any other part for you the main factor in this game is northern illinois offensive line for sure if you think northern illinois offensive line can handle coastal's defensive line linebackers and develop this run game through 60 minutes then you'll probably side with me and ryan if you think that coastal's gonna wear them down mm. and northern illinois won't be able to run the football at will, right? Maybe they can get out 125, 150, but not at will and control the clock. So to me, the whole game and the whole handicap, or at least a big part of it comes down to Northern Illinois' offensive line For sure. versus yes. their opponents. If they're going to win this game or cover the spread, they have to be able to get push on the offensive line. Totally Dumb. agree. Cool. So, all right, what's next? All right, next game, December 18th, the Boca Raton Bowl. Mm. And I would have gotten, if there weren't such strict copyright issues, uh, Jerry Stiller on Seinfeld saying Del Boca Del Vista, Boca Vista because Phase De, two. Del Boca 
<laughs> phase two. Del Boca Vista is one of my favorite parts of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, and the great community and the Bo- and the Boca Raton Bowl reminds me so much of Del Boca Vista. Yep. So the Boca Raton Bowl, the 18th, 11 a.m. Pacific or uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time, excuse me, on ESPN App State. And Western Kentucky. Would you like to start or would you sure. like me to start? App State's a three-point favorite here. Um, look, this is a big game for for both of these teams. Western Kentucky certainly hasn't gotten a lot of recognition nationally. It's been a very good year for them. And everyone kind of knows App State because they beat Michigan back in 2005 or 2004 or whatever. And they've always been like the this team that is a great underdog. But since they've moved to the Sun Belt, they've done great. But also App State gets a lot of those really big TV games. So those primetime Thursday, Friday games, they always want to feature App State. So for sure. I think they've grown on People like the Mountaineers. And, and, and fans like us who like to watch those primetime games because App State's always on now. Yeah, and they're 10-3, and three, and they have really good overall stats. They... Right now, they're 23rd in the nation in scoring, 16th in defensive scoring. You know, I think they're a very underrated team. We talked about how they beat uh, Coastal Carolina at home. They, they beat them up on the offensive line. They, they really were more physical than them. And if you look at Western Kentucky, look, if the Hilltoppers, by the way, great, uh, great mascot, the Hilltoppers, just a great name. It's just different, and I like it. They're the Hilltoppers. They top hills. Um, <laughs> if the Hilltoppers want to win this game, they have to throw the ball because they haven't been a run first team all year. They've been all about the passing game. And unfortunately, you look at App State's losses so far. App State has three losses. They lost to Miami, uh, and then they lost two games to Louisiana. They lost uh, a Louisiana game early and then a rematch in the uh, in the Sun Belt Championship game. Look, you know, in all three of those losses, those have been games where the other team ran the ball 35 to 40 times a game and grinded it out on the ground. And they and they didn't throw the ball, you know, twenty four seven. And if you look at Western Kentucky, that's what they want to do. They don't. They're almost like you could consider them like an air raid offense, almost in the fact that they want to throw the ball. They want to get the ball in the air, move down the field with big chunk plays. And you know what I don't like about that is that you know what I said before is that uh, that the App State defense has been very good against the pass. But right. here's what's interesting to me about Western Kentucky. Their schedule is actually very impressive, and it's not their wins; it's their losses. So they have uh, their five losses, right? They're eight and five, eight and four regular season. They lost the uh, conference USA championship game to Western, or excuse me, to uh, UTSA. They lost that game by only eight points. They lost to UTSA in the regular season again, one score game. They lost to Michigan State, a very good team. No one was expecting them to com- to compete in that game, but only by seventeen points. It wasn't that bad. They lost to Indiana by two points. They lost to Army by three points. So what it tells me is that they're actually better than what people are giving them credit for here. But the problem is that this spread is only three points. And like I said, I want I I think that if Western Kentucky wants to win this game, they have to run the ball, and I'm not sure they're capable of doing it. I'm going to take. App State here minus three. Ryan, I think we got a bad board game. Yes, we do. Ooh. Will is on App State. I'm on Western Kentucky plus the three. Here's the thing. App State, I actually really respect their schedule. You know, they have uh, three losses. Two of the three losses are against the Raging Cajuns, yep. who've had a great year. The other one's against Miami. Okay, yep. so they played well this year. App State has a two-running-back system. No one's going to beat their opponents. And what I've noticed this year, when Western Kentucky doesn't have, doesn't have to kind of focus on one running back, one dominant player in the backfield who can beat them, they do okay. Uh, App State, good defense. They force turnovers. But I really think this year that 
that conference has been so bad. App State has beat up on bad team after bad team, and we've seen that with Coastal. And, I mean, it was just it, it was a horrible conference this year. So I think those turnovers and that defense is a little overrated because that schedule was so easy. Now, Western Kentucky, much harder schedule, much more athletic on on, on defense, faster, bigger, off, bigger, quicker defensive line. And I think the passing game is going to overwhelm App State. Western Kentucky is going to throw the football all over the field here. And here's the thing. When you spread the field, App State, I think their speed on defense is a weakness. Mm. West, hmm. Go look at the passing attack for Kentucky or Western Kentucky. Look how many tight ends they have involved. I think their best tight end has like 10 catches this year. They're all receivers. They spread things out. They run crazy plays on the outside. They go downfield. They go vertical. This is not a good matchup for Appalachian State. I will take Western Kentucky. I take them um, plus three. I take a money line. I think they win this game, and I think they score a lot of points. I like Western Kentucky plus three. Hilltoppers. He's on the Hilltopper. Smitty? Yes. Uh, I think I'm going to go App State and actually take the over as well. App State and over. My yes, goodness. All right, so we have two games. So far, I'm on Northern Illinois plus 10.5 and, and Western Kentucky plus three. Yep. Will's got Coastal minus 10.5 and, and App State minus three. Love it. Okay, what's next? All right, next game is the Celebration Bowl. Uh, Wait, I don't know. I was was wondering who was going to get to it first between the three of us. It's a celebration. I actually don't know if I have anything on this game. I've never even heard of the Celebration Bowl. It's Jackson State and South Carolina. Oh, Jackson State. That's prime. Yeah, but and and South Carolina State. All right, well we're just all we're rolling with Prime. That's yeah. the pick. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're rolling with Dion. It's Prime dude. time, baby. Prime time. Okay, we're going Prime time. Let's go. Okay. Prime time. All right, next bowl. Next bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag analysis. The New, Me- <laughs> the New Mexico bowl. It is Fresno and UTEP. Fresno State and UTEP. That's Fresno right. State and UTEP. Game being played in Albuquerque. Do you want this? You want me to take it? Uh yeah, go ahead. Take it. All right, I got this. How the, how the hell? I'll pull a Chris Rock. How the hell can you match these two teams up? Fresno is such a better freaking team yeah, than UTEP here. How the, the hell Bulldogs. did this get put together? Fresno minus eleven and a half. Fresno clearly the better team. To me, this all comes down to motivation. Indeed. Does Fresno want to play? Do they want to be here? They are tenth in the country in passing yards. If they want to show up, if they want to play football, Fresno will dominate. I make the line Fresno State minus 14 and a half. Mm. I'm getting 11 and a half. Okay, for this game. So this is strictly a power ratings play. Oh, well, a power and I'm going to go to my boy Ice Cube. As my boy Ice Cube once said, Last week, fucked around, got a triple-double. Okay? That's what Fresno State's going to have to do to win this game. They're going to have to fuck around, get a triple-double, go off, do some crazy shit, because if they just show up, they're going to win, but they're not going to cover 11 and a half. So I need my, my, my Fresno dogs to show up, fuck around, get a triple-double, and cover 11 and a half. I'm taking Fresno. He's going with the Bulldogs. I'm going Bulldogs, minus 11 and a half, because I think they do it. I think they're motivated. Mm. They show up, have a great day. Let's go, Fresno. Now, I love this. You know why? Because you're right. These teams, they shouldn't be uh, They shouldn't be matched up. I Look, 
Tyler said it. It's all about motivation. And this is why I am taking the University of Texas El Paso. Oh! The, the minors here. Here's why. First of all, oh. Fresno State just you lost. Know what? Will's going metagame. Will's just going to pick opposite. No, 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 hope no, no, that no, I, no. My 55% Fresno, work out. Fresno State just lost their head coach. Kalen DeBoer's gone. He took the job at Washington. He's not coaching the bowl game. That's one reason. Okay, their, their awesome head coach is not coaching the bowl game. Where are the players' heads at? They don't want to go to Albuquerque, right? Who wants to go from California to Albuquerque? Why would you want to Why would you want to go to Albuquerque? And guess who's familiar with desert warfare? The University of Texas El Paso. They're not afraid to go play a game in, in Albuquerque. It's the same as El Paso. It's desert, right? They're cool with that. If anything, Albuquerque might be a little bit of an upgrade. Sorry, El Paso fam. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, I like UTEP here. I think the Miners have a good showing. I don't know if they win, but I think they cover the 11 and a half. I'm taking UTEP plus 11 and a half. We got a bet board game. Smitty, where are you going? Uh, gosh, that uh, that plus 11 is pretty enticing. 11 and, but, and uh, a half. 11 and a half. Um, I, I think Fresno is just, just, just a better team. Uh, Copyright? We're, we're, yeah, we're yeah. going to for that. Ice uh, Cube's going to sue bad? us. Oh, shit. Oh, whatever. Ah, First of all, it. that was the, the edited version, too. He said messed around. Yeah, but anyway, all right. Sucked. Uh, we got a bet board game. Tyler, what game is next? <sighs> Independence so we Bowl? To, Are we on to the Independence Bowl? We're loading these things up. We have so many games. Okay, next is, I think, BYU. Right? Yeah, Independence yeah. Bowl. BYU, UAB, the Independence Bowl, Independence Day. I love Independence Day. Will Smith, classic actor. Uh, and yep. uh, uh, who's my boy? You know, uh... Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you got it just from Thank that. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> All right. So, uh, That'd be a great uh, charades uh, partner. BYU, UAB, currently BYU minus six and a half. Okay. Yep. Here's the thing UAB wants to run the football. BYU, 27th in rush defense efficiency. So UAB going to get stuffed up all game. Also, UAB's leading rusher, Dwayne McBride, out. No more. No mm. more. And look, I love UAB. I'm a UAB fan. Blazers, baby. I'm a Blazer guy. Yeah. Okay? You but always you, have been. But you take your leading rusher out, <laughs> okay, against BYU, a great team against the rush in, in terms of efficiency. Yep. I just don't see how UAB keeps up. BYU going to score. Motivation's there. BYU, by the way, sixth in yards per play. Over 450 yards per game. I'm taking BYU minus six and a half. I think this could get ugly. I love my BYU uh, Cougars here. Will, if you take UAB... The only reason why you would do so, you think that UAB is going to stuff BYU's rush attack, convert mm. up front, be able to completely suffocate what they do. How do you take UAB here? How do you take UAB? Look, uh, if, first of all, if there was going to be a reason to take UAB, it's not because they're going to stuff the run. It's because their logo is awesome. The Blazers logo, the dragon, the breeze Dude, fire is yes. very cool. Yes. First of all, great helmet, great logo. But look, no, I'm going with BYU here. You have to. This line is six and a half. Too. The only actually the, the real reason why I would only take UAB here is because I feel like, frankly, the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana is a bit disrespectful to BYU. They went 10 and two. They had a better record against the Pac-12 than any Pac-12 team. Uh, they won. I mean, they're, they had a great year this year. Uh, they were a very good team. I think they're better. Uh, to me, this matchup is not fair, and I could, the only reason why I would go with UAB here, I'm not, is because I'd be worried about motivation on the on the part of no, BYU against UAB. Sure. But look, 
you know, it is massive disrespect from BYU, but big extension for Kalani Sataki, the BYU head coach. He just got a big fat extension. I think that will motivate him. Um, look, he's three and one in bowl games. He coached under Kyle Whittingham, one of the best bowl game coaches in the country. I think he knows how to motivate these guys for bowl games. Uh, like it's been a great year for UAB head coach Bill Clark. You know, he's done a fantastic job with his Blazer program. You know, before he got there, they hadn't been to a bowl game since 2004. He's been there six years now, and they've been bowl eligible for the last five. Right. So, obviously, Bill Clark is a great coach, doing a great job in the con- in Conference USA, but you said it, Tower. They're not good enough to compete with BYU. BYU is about to move into the Big 12, and I think be able to compete there, you know, and be able to be a, a good Big 12 team. Um, if they're even remotely motivated, I think Jaron Hall and Tyler Al- Algier have big days, and BYU scores a lot. I'm definitely going with BYU minus six okay, and a half can, here. Can I put out a social media or what's it called? An announcement? Like they uh, a PSA? PSA? Yes. Public service announcement. Yes. Nailed it. Do not. <laughs> Let me take my my mic cover off. Oh boy, he's getting serious. Does this folks. sound different? Yep. This sounds different. Yeah, it sounds a I took worse. my mic cover off. It's needed for right now. Okay. Do not, do not tease college football bowl games. <laughs> okay, I'm putting my cover back on because maybe that was rough. Because teasers are stupid. It's too Holy volatile. Holy fucking right? shit. First of all, don't tease college at all. College is a bad sport to tease, okay? If you're teasing college, you are behind the eight ball so far. If you're teasing college football bowl games, you are pretty much giving your money to the Scientology Relief Fund. Mm. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't think anyone does. Okay, but that's (laughs) just try and imagine what that would look like. I'm and that's trying. what you would be doing. So you're just saying it's a it's a bad investment. Oh my god! <laughs> Not only is it bad, it is so dumb. You should wear a sticker on the back of your shirt for the next year that says saying, "You are so dumb." I made a college football bowl game teaser. <laughs> it is not a good place. So I say this because UAB or excuse me BYU mm-hmm. is minus Too many six and a half today. Is minus six and a half. Don't tease them Don't to, to money tease line. Them down. No, no, it's not worth it. It's not going to happen. Now, look, if they win by four... Don't come burn my house down, okay? <laughs> because that may happen. I'm just saying it may happen. They may win 34-30. Okay. But more times than not, a lot. More times than not, that's not going to matter. Don't tease college football bowl games unless you want to burn your money. All right. You heard about it. You Smitty, what, what's your pick in the BYU game? Uh, I mean, you got to go BYU. BYU. Uh, but shout out UAB. Uh, they <laughs> lost their football program a few years ago, didn't yeah. they? That, yeah, they did. Uh, a few years ago? That might have been like five. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. That makes sense. But yeah, shout out Blazers. Next bowl, I have very little on. It's the Lending Tree Bowl, Eastern Michigan and Liberty. To me, all I have is Mm. it comes down to motivation for Liberty. If Liberty wants to show up and play minus nine, hell yeah, I'll take it all day, even up to nine and a half. And right now it's nine. But here's my thing. Liberty... To start the season, three and a half months ago, they thought they would play in a late December bowl against maybe a power five team. So to me, that's why motivation means everything. Do they want to show up and play fucking Eastern, you know, Eastern Michigan? I mean, who, who, by the way, Eastern Michigan, a a big reason. The Eagles. 
Don't try and do that by saying don't disrespect the Eagles, the Eagles of Eastern Michigan. No, th- you know what? I'm going to disrespect them <laughs> because their field, which is gray, one of the only Ooh, miscolored. I actually kind of like that. It's so stupid. Makes it look like your TV colors. And are you off. know what? That's <laughs> yeah. an advantage. It is an advantage, but so, they're not playing there. But exactly. So not only do they not get to play in their little kitty playhouse. <laughs> They're playing against the Liberty team, right? Minus nine. All about motivation for Liberty. Mm. Do we think Liberty shows up? Ryan, do you think they show up? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do too. That's why I'm going Liberty minus nine as my play. Yeah, I like that. I mean, look, unfortunately, Eastern Michigan, the Eagles just really don't have any great games in their resume at all. I guess they beat Toledo. But other than that, they've they lost to Ohio, they lost to Central Michigan, they lost to Ball State, they lost to Northern Illinois, they got blown out by Wisconsin. All up tempo teams. Liberty wants to push the rock. I'm telling you, Liberty's going to win this okay. game by nine. All right, I like it. So we're all on we're all, all on we're Liberty. All on Liberty, right? Okay, fair yes, enough. Sir. Next bowl up. Are we on the Los Angeles Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? Is that Utah State? Uh, yes, Oregon State versus Utah State. The Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. What? Yeah, what fuck, you want to take this? Or you want me to take? Cause I got a good one in this game. Look, uh, to me, this is all about Oregon State. They don't get a lot of bowl games. They're not used to having winning seasons. They were up. They were in contention for the Pac-12 North. There up until the end. I really like what's going on in Corvallis right now. I think this Oregon State team is really fun to watch. They've uh, they've played up to their competition many times. I think Utah State's a good team here, but Oregon State being seven and a half point favorites in a spot where they are definitely motivated. They don't get to bowl games hardly at all. I'm all over the Beavers here. I like Oregon State minus seven and a half. Yeah, I am too. We do not have a bowl game this ge- or a uh, bed board this game. I love Oregon State. The Beavers. And here's the thing. Utah State was my personal most improved team this year. From where they started in my rankings to where they ended up, Utah State has made the biggest jump. They are so efficient. And you have to give their coaching staff new, a lot of them new. A lot of their coaching staff has not held positional jobs before. So much credit. And I love what they're doing at Utah State. The Aggies, right? But yeah, by the way, they're 15th in passing yards per game in the country. 10-3. They can move the football. But Oregon State is also a surprise. Oregon State made a bowl game in a year where a lot of people thought they may win two or three games. And they have wins against USC, Arizona State, Utah. Yeah, those are big Pac-12 wins. champions. Okay? So there's just some contradicting things here for me for this game. Oregon State, 6-0 and at home, 1-5 and on the road. Now, this matters. Okay, for the listeners... I really value away record for bowl games because bowl games are essentially away games for both teams. How do you deal with going on the road? Different environment, different locker room, different hotel room, different atmosphere, different pregame situation. It's a different game when you play on the road. And when you go on the road and have success, I like to back you in bowl games. That to me is something I always look for. Well, this year... Oregon State, one in five on the road. That's not That's great. Not good. You know what Utah State was on the road this year? Five and one. Seven and oh. They had seven road games? Seven Brutal. road games. And right. they were undefeated road on the road. Road tested. Okay. So I trust them. Okay. But on the other end, Oregon State, their only road win of the year was in Los Angeles. 
Well, guess what? They're staying in that same hotel. They got that one road mm. winning. Playing at SoFi Stadium, 20 minutes away. So for me, it's not about the whole road thing. And if Oregon State is going to face that, they're in a great situation to face that road fear or that road obstacle. So I think I'm getting a better team, much better offensive and defensive line. And I think Oregon State should have the energy because it's their first bowl game in four years under uh, Jonathan, Smith. Jonathan Smith, who's done a really good job bringing that program to a respectable level. And you know what? They're not stopping. And here's the thing. On the outside of Oregon State, we all kind of laugh. They're in state. They're in the Pac-12. Ha ha. The you Beavers. Know, the Beavers. But inside that organization, they feel like they can compete for the North next year. So this is potentially the biggest game in the last decade for Oregon State as a launching point in the next year. Definitely. Who can earn their spot? Who can look to make that spot next year? So for all those reasons, there's a lot of 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 detail where you could say, no, 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 I like Utah State here. And I get that. For you, you If you're betting Utah State or you're backing Utah State or you, you have faith in them, I understand why. But to me, after going through all the boxes, checking everything... I have to back Oregon State minus seven. I think they cover. I think they look great. Seven and a half. That's where the line is. Let's go seven and a half. I'll okay. take the Beavers still. You know what I'm noticing though? So I'm looking at Oregon State's logo. I, I look. I think that, again. I love. I've mentioned this too many times. I feel like on the show, I love mascots that are not just like a tiger or an eagle or whatever. You know what I mean? So Beavers is uh, instantly cool in my opinion. But their lo- their logo is sweet. They missed a golden opportunity to make it shaped like a football because it already kind of looks like a misshapen right. football. <laughs> it's the color of a football and everything. I think they missed an opportunity there. That's all I'm saying. Good but analysis. We're though. both on the Beavers. Smitty, where are you on this game? Go Beavs, go Beavs. He's on the Beavs. Okay, we just have one left, Tyler. Right, the New Orleans Bowl. No, I have two left. Okay, two left. What do we got? Well, what's next? Let's see here. Louisiana versus Marshall. That's the New Orleans yeah, that's Bowl. That's next. Yeah, we got that, and that is. Uh, 9.15 Eastern on the same day on the 18th. Okay. Uh, Oregon, uh, Louisiana and Marshall, right? Yep. Okay, so Louisiana minus five. Yeah. That's what I have, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Cajuns minus five. Okay, so to me, this is easy. Uh, Louisiana brings in a quality defense that is really, you know, underrated. They play big on third down. They have a really good D line, and they're playing for their coach. You know, he he's um, not Napier though, because Napier's gone to Florida. He's not coaching oh, this game. I thought, However, I thought he was the interim head coach has has been hired as a full time head coach, so they are playing for him. Yeah, I thought I thought that their head coach is a part of this. No, so Billy Napier took the Florida job. Well, look, I don't have much on this. All I know is the defenses look great recently. I think they've allowed. Uh, 21 or less in six straight games. They can do a ton on offense. If you can evaluate how Louisiana is feeling about their coaching situation, will they come out hot? Will they come out motivated, moving the ball offensively? If so, I definitely like the Raging Cajuns. Now, Marshall is nothing to overlook. They've had a great year, good defense coming on late. But to me, this handicap is all about the Raging Cajuns. If you can evaluate how they'll come out and play, their best football, play hard, then I like them. If you think it's going to be a flat game for them, Marshall is a team who can make you pay. So 
I'm going to go with minus five for Louisiana here. I see no reason why they can come out flat. A lot of staff left over, and they're playing for a great season to kind of put that cherry on top. For sure. So I'm going to go minus five, the Raging Cajuns. Will, do we have a bet board game? No, we don't. And look, I think you're right. A lot of times I like to pick against the team that's losing their coach for the bowl game. But for a lot of the same reasons you're saying, look, Billy Napier stayed for the Sunbelt Championship game. He won it. Now he goes to Florida. The guy who's taken over, by the way, um, his name is Michael DeSormo. And the best part about this guy, I hope I'm saying that right, is that his name, this guy is clearly uh, perfect for a Louisiana Rage and Cajuns, maybe even more so than Coach O, because his name is spelled. You know how, like in Louisiana, they spell things N and O with E A U X. That's how his name is spelled. Michael DeSormo, M E A U X at the end. He's clearly like a you know a Cajun guy from Louisiana, like that area, and so he clearly fits. He's on whenever a guy that's on the same staff that is well liked by the players gets taken or gets named the interim and then hired as the permanent head coach i think it's a great thing i think it means the players like him he's well liked there by the other staff they're gonna fight for him uh you said it the raging cajuns are just too good of a team i think marshall has been an underrated team all year uh the herd are very good shout out uh matthew mcconaughey but um (laughs) i look i like the fact that this game is in new orleans basically a home game for louisiana yeah now they get to surround their team with their fans around this new coach I'm all over the Raging Cajuns minus five. Brad, what do you think? Uh, Louisiana all day. I was just going to bring up, you know, you just said about, uh, you know, bowl games being kind of road games for everybody. And this is one that um, finds itself on the schedule in Louisiana. So I'm going Cajuns. Last game. And this will be actually next week when we're recording. Okay. Because we record on uh, Mondays. December 20th, Tulsa and Old Dominion. Okay, this is a big one. And like I said, we have to just give something on every game because... Of course. You got to... This is a big town. And this is the only game on Monday. So this is a standalone. So um, both teams started horrible, okay? And finished really strong. So... If you're going to play the hot team this game, both teams looking very well to end the season. Old Dominion won five games in a row. Tulsa won five of seven. Old Dominion can move the football. This is an underrated offense. You look at them this year, it's so funny. You you don't think of Old Dominion playing football, being able to move it, high-powered offense. That's what they are, okay? Good offensive line. They can run, but even more, third and long, one of the best third and long teams in the country. I think they're 24th overall in third and long uh, in, in the NCAA. So we may see some points. I like the over this game for sure, but... Old Dominion, I think, keeps up. I think they can maybe slow Tulsa down to the first half, but Tulsa's great. I mean, they're going to get their points. They're going to move the football. But I think that everyone's undervaluing Old Dominion this game. Now, strength of schedule is a concern for Old Dominion, but Tulsa may lack motivation. Tulsa's a team who had big expectations. They want to be in a big bowl game, have... They're playing the the second, third day at bowl games. You know, I, I, where's this bowl game being played? Let me see here. This is the, um, the Myrtle Beach. Myrtle actually. Beach Bowl. So I could see, and this goes the other way. When you go to Myrtle Beach, see, when you go to Albuquerque, it's like okay, this is a business trip, right? Myrtle Beach for a team like Tulsa, mm. getting out of Tulsa. That's true. Oh my God! You get your feet in the sand. Beautiful golf get a little courses. Golf in little mm-hmm. little sand wedge. Mm. Oh my God! Now what about you know old, old Dominion? Old Dominion. It's all business. Come from a lower conference against a team who, let's face it, 
as maybe a Michigan fan for Will, you don't look down maybe. on Tulsa. But for Old Dominion, they look at Tulsa as a very high level. I look down at second tier team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Yes, Old I do. Dominion looks at this as a challenge. Mm. I love Old Dominion here for the motivation. I love Old Dominion's offense moving the football. I have big concerns about Tulsa. Do they show up? I'll go Old Dominion plus nine and a half in this game. Will, what do you got? I'm going Tulsa. Look, I oh! think I know it's been a down year for them. They're oh, a much go with Tulsa. They've been a much <laughs> stronger defensive school historically over the last few years. They uh, they played a lot of teams tough. They almost beat Ohio State at one point. They played a tough uh, tough game against Cincinnati. I know you mentioned that obviously Tulsa has the stronger strength of schedule here. Yes, I think that's the reason why the line is this way for Old Dominion. Going to Myrtle Beach from Norfolk, Virginia is not that much of a vacation at this point. You're right. It is all business, but it also could be a bit of a letdown. They're like, hey, we finally are bowl eligible. Where do we get to go? Do we go to Las Vegas? Do we get to go to Florida? Nope. Oh, you're just going a couple hours south. Um, I like Tulsa here. I'm going with the Hurricanes, minus nine and a half. All right, so let's recap this. Hey, wait, right. Smitty, what's your pick? Yeah, yeah. what do you got, Ryan? Uh, yeah, definitely going Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. Tulsa. Oh, All right. Wow. Love it. Well, he makes it seem f- like so easy. Like, screw you, well, His record's been Smitty. awesome this year, so what maybe we should all be I mean, right? taking a note right, from so, Smitty. Hey, am I off on these? We have four games. We have, I have Northern Illinois plus 10.5. You have Coastal minus 10.5. Correct. You have App State minus three. I've got Western Kentucky plus three. Yep. You have... The Miners, UTEP, plus UTEP, 11 and a half. Plus 11 and a half. I have Fresno, minus 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's go and Miners. And you have Tulsa, minus nine and a half. I have Old Dominion, plus nine Love and Love it. Half. You're going to regret that. That's a basketball All right, school. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoyed those picks and got something out of it. That was uh, previews for every single bowl game from now until Monday the 20th. So hopefully that uh, fills your appetite for college football bowl games until then. So good luck, whatever you have going on today, tonight, or over the weekend for college football. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.